Hey guys, Jesse from Flyers Alley. I'm here to tell you to head on over to www.bodycheckwellness.com and use our promo code OCS in all caps to save 25% on your hemp-derived CBD oils, functional mushroom blends, and edibles for you and your doggos. We all love Body Check Wellness in the Alley. You guys will too. Kenwood Beer, guys. Kenwood Beer is the official beer of Old City Sports Network and Flyers Alley. Go to www.kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker to find a distributor to you. I promise you guys will not be let down. It's a great light beer, great tasting, very refreshing. It's won some awards. It's the best in the Delco area, Philadelphia area. Go to www.kenwoodbeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to find a distributor near you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Flyers Alley. I am your host, Jesse Bell. Along with me in the alley today, this afternoon, Waiter Ruska, as always. What's up, brother? How's, uh, how's your weekend ending? <clears throat> Pretty good. Got a little bit of rain today to clean up some of that shitty ice that we have, but uh, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. My, my Christmas decorations are deflated in the front yard, drowning to death, so probably, they probably won't work next year. Um, along with us, um, Frankie James, uh, official photographer of uh, Old City Sports Network, um, co-host of Streets of Philadelphia Pod. It's going to launch tomorrow. How you doing, man? Brother, well, thanks for having me on. It's always good to be able to uh, sit here with the the, uh, the gents, uh, accompanying you guys on the Flyers Alley. Um, uh, yeah, man, doing doing good. Sorry to hear about uh, Frosty outside. Not probably not gonna make it next year, huh? Yeah, we'll see how the snowman uh, family works out. Uh, it's not looking good, but uh, you know it is what it is. I think it'll be good. Uh, I'll have to get 
There's a there's a hundred dollar gritty at Home Depot that I'm thinking about. Uh, it's about eight, nine foot tall. <clears throat> so we'll see how that works out. But um, yeah, let's. Uh, I guess we could jump right into this bad boy. Before we do this, <clears throat> everybody go uh, like us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com/flyersalley. Uh, go to www.oldcitysports.com and check out all the other shows on the network. Uh, on Twitter at Flyers Alley Pod One and Instagram at Flyers Alley. Also, it's a little late to be saying it, but uh, if you were affected by the tornado uh, in the New Jersey, Delaware, or PA, go to www.bioallowsconcrete and use our buddy Frank the Animal. He's the best in the biz. Also, I want to give a little shout-out to our buddy Evan Harris. Keep on listening, fella. Thanks for the support. I work with uh, Evan's dad, Emery, big uh, Tocket fan. Um, so keep on listening, bud. Thanks for the support. I believe he's listening on Twitter, so I know you can't comment, but uh, I'm sure you're going to say a bunch of colorful stuff. Sorry for the cursing that's about to ensue. And uh, that's my people in the alley. Moving on. So let's get to some alley talk. This segment of alley talk is brought to you by Body Check Wellness. Go to www.bodycheckwellness.com and use promo code OCS for 25% off your hemp derived CBD needs. Get some edibles for your dogs. Like mine is absolutely fucking insane. Poor thing. Um, he's not a poor thing. He's, he's absolutely out of his mind. He's absolutely out of his mind. Um, so, a little bit of this talk. Flyers lose to the Ducks 4-1. to one. Um, So, I want to kind of get your guys' opinion on this. Um, I don't really know. I mean, there's Flyers scored one goal. I mean, Cam Atkinson came and pulled it out in the first period. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a rough go at it. Uh, the shots on goal with uh, all together were thirty to twenty nine. Not too bad, better than usual. Um, but you know the Flyers even beat them in hits blocks. Um, we had twenty four hits. They had uh, sixteen. We had eighteen blocks. They had fourteen. I mean, Troy Terry went on an absolute tear. Um, had his way with the Flyers. So uh, Wade, I want to see uh, what, what are your thoughts. <clears throat> it's good for my fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I, I have Troy. I have Troy Terry as well. So, <laughs> but um, other than that, just seems like the Flyers just didn't really uh want to show up. They had like two lines that were really you know moving around and shooting. It just didn't seem like they were capitalizing on the chances that they had at hand. Yeah, a lot. A lot of them. A lot of the guys had. Uh, I mean, that game Konechny was negative one. Uh, Hayes was uh, Hayes was zero. You know, a, a lot of these guys are playing a lot of minutes, and just dude, there's nothing to show for it. It's just really starting to be uh, an ongoing thing here. Frank, what do you uh, what do you have to say? What do you got to say out here? Well, the one thing that we consistently keep seeing, especially in this game and with majority of the season, is the consistency of Cam Atkinson. I mean, he was put the lone goal in that game. Um, I'm starting now. When I look at Cam Atkinson, we had expectations. We knew he was going to be good defensively, much more proficient defensively than Voracek on special teams. He plays on the penalty kill. But his goal-scoring ability – now, we know he can shoot the puck. He can shoot first mentality. 
we might have ourselves a 40 goal scorer on our hands here. And it has been some time since the Flyers have had something like that. So with the Ducks, uh, with this Ducks game, just kind of focus on the actual topic. Um, seeing the consistency of Cam Atkinson is incredible. Um, this pickup uh, exceeded my expectations already. <coughs> it was, like I said, goal scoring, um, you know, other things that he brings. But something the Flyers have lacked all season is consistency. And there is no doubt about it how consistent he's been as a player. So, so you're trying to tell me that, that Cam Atkinson is going to achieve what uh, – what, um, Alexander Ovechkin is supposed to achieve. Uh, it's scoring 40 goals in a season? Absolutely, I could say that. Yeah, I mean, he's already proven it. And we've been getting older with age, just like Alexander Ovechkin has as well. Um, that different, two different kinds of goal scoring, goal scorers. But I 100% absolutely believe that came back and can put 40 pucks in the net. Now, I'm not saying that they will happen this year, that we have one this okay. year. Okay. But 100% came back and can put 40 pucks in the net. And I, and I believe that he will. I like that take. That's a hot take. Thank you, Thank you brother. Hot, hot take. I would have um, said at least 30, 40 is kind of well, playing I, out I thought pushing mind. it, but I mean. Well, I like let's, it, though. Let's see where he's at right now. I'll, if you guys keep talking, I'll look, I'll look <coughs> at that if you like. Because um, I'm kind of interested now. But he's uh, let's see, 14 yeah. on the air. You know who's actually also hot in, in the goalie uh, range is uh, Jonathan Gibson. My fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I have him in two of my two of my leagues. Yeah, he's, he's out. He's out cool. now. He's out now, though. Yeah. Uh, um, but I've been hearing a lot in the in the uh, media about them actually putting him up on on the block. They really? think that uh, yeah, and this this is the only reason why it ties to our show. Obviously, they really are going to rely on uh, Stolars and <laughs> and their backup. Their backup apparently they think is is the second guy. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, Austin Philly, I wouldn't put too much stock on Stolars, but uh, we didn't get a good representation of him. I don't think that's his fault. Yeah, we got. Uh, came back at the stats for the season. Uh, Thirty-five games played, fourteen goals, twelve assists, so we got twenty-six points. Um, plus minus is a, a plus nine, which is pretty pretty good. That's good for this team right now. Exactly. Absolutely, very good for this team. So. Um, you know, 35 games in, 14 goals, that 40 mark. But, um, you know, was, like I said, wasn't necessarily for this season, but we're still looking at potentially, you know, 30, you know, 28, 32, maybe right around that range if he can stay consistent. Um, we haven't had something like that in a while. Uh, that pick up, that, that move was incredible. So, but back to what I was saying, um, the consistency of PK Magazine has just been outrageous. Mm hmm. I, I like Cam Atkinson's play 100. percent I uh, it's re it's really hard being <clears throat> I'm not I'm not pumping my own tires up or anything. It's really hard seeing people in the media and <laughs> and uh, people in the media and people on Twitter and Facebook kind of saying, <clears throat> you know, um, they don't like relying on the the uh, third and fourth line guys to kind of, you know do what I believe they need to do, which is, you know, play a little bit more up on higher lines. Atkinson is, is one of the – Atkinson and Farabee, and I could even throw in some some uh, Morgan Frost. Those are the only guys, in my opinion, that are really doing what they're supposed to be doing right now. Morgan Frost's play right now has impressed me thoroughly. I haven't – I wasn't really a big advocate for him, 
um, just because, I mean, the way that he's been, the cards that have been dealt to him are very, very difficult. Um, along with our boy uh, Wade Allison, he's having a run go, a rough go at it as well. Um, you got a comment out here, Jason Voorhees. What's up, fellas? Down and out with COVID. Love the cam positivity. Faraby has also been great. Thank you. It's great to hear people like reiterate what I was saying. Love the new background. That new background was actually taken by Frankie James at the game the other night. It is legitimately my favorite picture right now. Nice, man. Thanks for the good. Go check out the Flyers Alley group uh, page. It's the background of that as well. It's very, it's a very, very good picture. I have to got to give credit where credit's due. It's a very good one. Um, with that being said, like I, like I was saying, um, it's hard to hear people say that these third and fourth liners aren't aren't the guys when, you know, uh, I will throw them out there. McEwen is all over the place. He is 100% all over. Patrick Brown is all over the place. He's really grinding every night. Uh, you know, Jackson Cates. Um, these guys are really starting to, you know, I think kind of realize, hey, like, you know, someone's got to fucking do something here. Like, this, someone has got to start playing. Because these guys, like, you know, Hayes and, <clears throat> excuse me, Hayes and, you know, TK, I know TK is not playing right now. It's a good protocol. But, like, Giroux, not so much Giroux. But, you know, some of the players that everybody keeps saying, oh, you know, you know, this team has good players, but something is just happening here where they're just not performing. And you got guys on the third and fourth lines who have been performing this whole time. Move them up. All right, move them up. Um, move them up. You guys got anything? Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Good. Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely want to jump in there right there and uh, say a few things. Um, first part, I'll talk on the Morgan Frost uh, aspect. I'm starting to see things trending in a different direction, kind of picking up what you were saying. You know, when Morgan Frost came into the league, came on the team, people saw him as – Goal scoring, the quick hands, the, the playmaking, that, that's the, the, that supreme player. Now I'm starting to think, see that people are trending in a different direction with the aspects of maybe that's not necessarily the game he has. Put pucks in the net. Yeah, you know, hockey players do that. But maybe his game is stronger elsewhere. And that's why we're now starting to, to compliment him more and acknowledge more of a, in a positive way because we're starting to see Morgan Frost for what he is now, if that is that necessarily a bad thing, you know that's up for debate with you know players all uh, fans all the, all around. But you know when Morgan Frost came on this team, you know what did we what did we see he was going to be? What did we think he was going to be? And now seeing what he actually is, and now you could probably plug him into the direction of where his game is going to excel in a much more positive way. Maybe not 25, 30 goals. Maybe he's a, he's a 15, 17 goals, good plus minus, and a solid complimentary player with other guys on his line. Maybe that's where the direction needs to go headed. I think there's a, a big, a big, big, big ignorance that happens with the fan base. And I, I really do. And, and I will say even the media, um, so, uh, you know, I think people – and Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek were, were prime examples of um, the chopping block when it comes to being ignorant about what certain players are here to do. Uh, who was the person that, that put Morgan Frost on the uh, pedestal that he's a goal scorer? Who was the person that put Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek on the pedestals that they were goal scorers? Uh, this was the media, and this was the fan base. Also – 
they're, that's not their positions. So, like, I think there's a huge, huge, huge uh, voice in the ignorance uh, department when it comes to – I don't think the fan base and I don't think the media actually – I think the media knows, but I think they're just trying to poke the bear. Obviously, that's, that's what they do. I think the fan base needs a, a really, really big slice of humble pie and needs to open up a book and kind of realize that uh, you, you know absolutely fucking nothing about what you're talking about. So, um, yeah. Wait, you got anything? You want, you want to get in nah, there? Nah, pretty kind much nailed, nailed it on the head. <laughs> uh, the only thing I was going to do is uh, kind of stick up for Drew for the second, you know, episode in the road. Like, Ooh, he, nice. uh, <clears throat> he's actually stepped his game up. You know, well, without you know being on protocol right now, but like he's actually stepped his game up being a complete player that we all know he can be. Like this year, he's actually showing it. I don't know if he's showing it off as in future trade bait and maybe free agency. Like, look, I still got you know shit in the tank left. I'm just. Do you do you wait? Wait, do you guys? Uh, we'll move on to the, to the Penguins game after this, and I uh, actually. Real quick, Jason Vorey says, I think the real issue with the Flyers is the culture up top. Systemic, what? Systematic failures. Systematic failures have been going on for a while now. We truly need new ownership. Like you said, we have good players, but we don't truly have elite players. This team has been stagnant for over 11 years. So the thing is, is that we do have, we do have elite players. I would say we have a couple elite players. Um, I just don't think we, I, I don't think a team has to be full. I mean, do I have to? Do I have to do? Do I have to go down the miracle route? You don't need the best players. You need the right ones. Just saying. Um, I, I, I think I think that there, there's never going to be a change up top. I think everybody needs to stop calling for that. It's not going to happen. Um, unfortunately, huh? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I've been hearing that a lot. Actually, a lot, a lot of people want change upstairs. Um, like, well, it would help. It would probably help. But I mean, you wanted a new coach. We got a new. We got an interim right now, um, and that's what scares me about Tockett uh, coming in and being the coach for the Flyers uh, next season. Uh, it's the rumor in the mill. They're waiting for the, the season to end so then maybe they can sign him a contract. I don't. I think it's a horrible idea. Uh, if you're going to torch someone, let it be torch who could defend himself in the media. Um, if you guys come in and and have talk and come in to be the coach you're gonna you're gonna light him on fire you're gonna crucify him he, he, every coach is hired to be fired and i'm not okay with with the fan base and the media destroying rick tocket that's well said well said uh jason Voorhees, you must have a different different definition of elite to me elite is a vetchkin that's an all-star bud yeah that's that's a generational that's a, player one of the best that has ever played don't have any players team. on that level so there's not many players like that yeah, there's like three in the league. 15, 20 years. Who would you say and is that caliber? I'm, I'm sorry. There's like, there's like, there's four in the league. One of them's in Pittsburgh. One's in the, in Washington. And two of them are in fucking uh, Edmonton. And Toronto. Maybe we throw Wilson Matthews in. You can't even throw Matthews into no. that into that mix right now. Yeah, no. There's a player right that with that kind of caliber of play. That's like – How far back do you want to go? Wait, wait, maybe Yager, uh, a couple so, of like, – Lonnie, Korea. So, Jason Voorhees, uh, I'm not trying to light you here, but uh, what, what I'm saying is it's just like franchise goalies. There almost aren't any anymore. This is just the era of what's happening. Times change. Drafts get weak. That's what's happening here. So, it's not even an opinion. It's just actual statistics and facts. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Move on to, to, let's, move on to, let's move on to the Let's move on. Let's move on. I have something for you. Uh, 
Flyers lose to the Penguins 6-2. Uh, shots on goal, 32-20 in favor of the Penguins. Uh, let's see. They had a power play goal. Uh, their hits, we beat them 30-17. to Block shots, they beat us 15-12. to um, I don't know who that is, but thank you, Patricia Stewart, for liking all our life. Um, so then you got Brian Rust. I guess, what was it? Rust scores... <laughs> yeah, so is that is this accurate? So Russ, Russ scores twice in the first period. Gensel uh, once in the first period. Atkinson once. There's Atkinson again in the second period. Uh, then you got Evan Rodriguez. He's on fancy. Um, Jake Gensel, Brian Boyle, and then Limblom scores in the third period, assisted by Frost and McEwen. Uh, Cam Atkinson was assisted by Farabee and Lawton. Uh, it seems to me that these are all uh, third, third, fourth line players. Oh, I, oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know. Same. Just, just saying. That doesn't make sense though. Um, Jason Voorhees, I believe he's coming back. Here he goes. Uh, Matthews is better than anyone on the Flyers. I can name like fifty players better than anyone on the Flyers roster. Then Jason Voorhees, I, I implore you to 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 change your team. It's just, it's just absolutely, you know. And and uh, as a friend. And such, Jason, my, my thoughts are that you are being categorized into the fan base. And the problem here is, is that every single person, myself included, were such a, a fan of the, the moves that Chuck Fletcher made in the offseason. And now all of a sudden they're the wrong moves. Shit or get off the pot, bud. Either stay in for the long haul or move on. The cracking are brand new, dude. They could use some people. I still think those moves that, that Fletcher made were, were just, still a all the way around. Um, but I mean, you know, you know, no value if you're not on the ice. We're not going to spend so much time talking about it. But you know, who's Alice? There's no value. You know, and, and the purpose of him coming in here and the right and the control of his voice for five years to work with Provorov. I mean, you heard me say it how many times both is. You know, that was one of the biggest moves I thought were made. But you know, he's not on the ice. Provorov's game is deflated. He's been exposed. How many times have we talk about the exposure of Ivan Provorov? Absolutely. Um, you know, the moves that were made were. Were, were, were really they were solid. They were just set us up, like I said, on the on the record. I had to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, make an appearance, um, and now look what has happened. We lost our coach. We have no identity. Nobody's healthy. Well, and and, and not not to cut you off, right? I got the the stats for the for that for the the, the Penguins game here, and this is something Jason's gonna like. Jason, Jason will agree with this. Uh, time on ice. You, you got you got these players. Time on ice, yeah. Fair Cam Atkinson played for 1950, Faraby 1852, Bunneman 1040, Willman 1142, Frost 1449, Patrick Brown 1354, uh, JVR 1547, Limblom 1429, Lawton 1439, Broussard 1611. So you got Kevin Hayes playing almost 20 minutes of hockey for no fucking reason. I mean, what when is it going to end with these players that, you, that 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 everyone's obsessed with the idea of them being good? And this is where I agree with Jason Voorhees. You got the players in the wrong fuck. Stop playing Kevin Hayes 20 minutes. Kevin Hayes isn't doing anything. If you're going to do it, take Zach McEwen and play him 20 minutes because he could do it. And he's shown he's doing it. Wade, good to you. Well, this is the game that I, I mentioned, I think, either on Facebook, maybe even Twitter, uh, that this game should even fucking happen. We have nine players on the IR or COVID protocol. 
You got fucking teams like Boston. They'll have two guys, and then they get games rescheduled, but the Flyers can't. This game shouldn't fucking happen. Jason Voorhees says he agrees 100%. See, there he is. Yeah, that's that's yeah, a good point. You. That's a good point. It's fun. It's funny because uh, I did put that out on Twitter because I usually stay out of the uh, the political aspects and uh, you know this thing with COVID. But at least make it fair. Uh, Jason Warrior says yes. The NHL is a joke. Um, there, yeah, there's some validity to that. Um, I'm not going to agree 100 percent with it. Um, the um, I think that I think the the move for the Olympics was the right move. I don't think the move for the juniors was uh, the junior. Uh, was it uh, uh, the tournament? The tournament was was the right move. I think that was a move because they canceled the women, so they had to cancel the men's. I think that was an absolute move, but it was the right move because they canceled the women's. I mean, yeah. um, now now this thing with the with with this. I mean, uh, Mike from Ducks and Pucks, our newest one of our new shows on the network, uh, covering Anaheim Ducks. Uh, you know. They have a lot of COVID people too, and they're letting them play. But Vancouver uh, refuses to play because they don't have fans in the stands. So, like, what's going on here? Yeah, like Boston has three players. They cut them. They let them uh, make up like how many? How many? How many games they have in hand? I think eight was eight. the last number I saw. Eight games in hand. They have three to four players in COVID protocol. We have fucking nine out, and they're just gonna let us go. It's 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 an absolute politics, and it's it's the wrong move. It's the wrong look. Gary Bettman who dropping the ball. Moving on to Frank, what do you got for this Penguins game? Well, yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing about this Penguins game. And we obviously the, the this game was, I was there. Um, thank you once again for giving the opportunity to shoot photos for Old City Sports Network. Absolutely, it, it literally has been a dream come true, my friend. And I, and I applaud you for giving me the opportunity to do it. Um. I walked in the arena, press side, say hi. This um, is funny. This is going to be funny. And this place is ran over, is, is taken over by Pittsburgh Penguins roaches. They took <laughs> over the Wells Fargo Center. I was like, where am I? Where is it? What is going on here? There was a section of, of the arena where the Penguins fans were just lashing Flyers fans. Like, like, they, like that was their arena. Somebody actually said, hey, get out of here, you little idiot. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, to see something like that, I was it was, it was one of the things that sat with me majority. And I was like, it was like that, that, that downfall of like, this isn't good. It was, like, <laughs> it was like the epitome of the team for this season. I was like, we are now being – the, the Penguins fans, one of our biggest rivals, have taken over – the Wells Fargo Center, and me, my me personally, I'm not big on them coming to the town. I mean, any, I'm real any, big on territory, 100 percent turf wars all day. The big. Warriors for that, for that, um, especially for that, and it was, it was not, it was, it wasn't good. The game was good, but one thing I have to say, going back to like your time on ice, we had some, we had some players. I'm not even going to go there. Christopher Marker Christopher. says, "Strip the sea." Jesse, I don't have time for this shit. You know what? Chris, Chris, <laughs> stick around. After Frank's done talking, I'll let, I'll let you guys go at it a little bit. That the link. Um, uh, yeah, if you'd like to come in, we can have you debate a little bit. Time, I'll send you a link, bud. Time. Oh, I'm going to put my bow tie on because Frank the Tank's going to come back out in one minute. <laughs> time on ice. We have players that were out. One player that stuck out to me about time on ice that led in the, de- in the defense with 22 minutes and 21 seconds, three shots on that, and a block shot. Damn York. 
Debate is day two, and I can't wait to talk about it. Um, We've talked about it. I mentioned before, I'm on record right now, Flowers Alley. I have Cam York, better better player all around than Ivan Brobrov in one year, two years, tops. Um, Jason Voorhees says Zach McEwen has quickly become a favorite player of mine. Cam York should stay up. It's good debate. I, I can. I think after seeing two games, like definitely yeah. talk about it for sure. Continue that. Continue that, Frank. Yeah. Um. Thank you. Uh, I've been waiting for them to come up. Um. You know, he he. Oh, man, somebody and I had the like I said the opportunity, especially with this month, going to be at quite a few games to really look at um look at some of the players that I've been waiting to see and, and where where they're going to go and obviously you know shooting photos for the network. Um. I was really excited to be able to get to this game because of the Cam York fan that I am and. It was incredible to see him out there, and it was the first time I got to see him out there. Actually, I'm all jittery right now in person. Um, you know, obviously with rookie camp and the things I've been able to do that, but to see him in game with the Flyers plugged in, really as you know, all eyes on. I was watching the TV when I was downstairs in our press area. Flashes of Cam, just Cam, just flashes. Yeah. They were. I'm not sure what they were saying um, at home, but this was big. Um, this is the future. This is like the now and. I actually agree with Jason Voorhees. I think you keep him up here. I think you keep him up here and you prepare him for next year. I, I do, personally. Wait, what do you think about that? What do you think that about that? Doing, um, break him well, up. Who, who would you bench? That's the question. 100%. 100%. Um, who would you bench? Let, let's, let, so if you don't mind, I'm just going to look at, look at some of our D hair. Who I would personally bench? Well, well it's tough, man. Because most of the guys that you're going to bench all have NHL experience, especially when it comes to clutch time. I mean, not so much Nick Sealer with uh, clutch playoff time or anything like that, but he definitely has quite a few NHL games under his belt. I like his size and grittiness. I didn't see that in Cam York. Jason Voorhees says Cam York can be top five NHL defenseman in in a few years. Let him grow in the NHL. I can agree with that. Continue, guys. Yeah, he's he's not a size degree player. That's not his game. Is he's not like he's a um, you know, a sealer or even like a throw a Sandheim in there because I take away that that offensive aspect right off the bat. That is no longer relevant. That offensive defenseman ability that they say he's had in his notes is no longer relevant ever, in my opinion, unless he scores double digit goals. Then the conversation for who, for who uh, York Travis Sandheim. Uh, Sandheim, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to see what the pairings are. Um, but Cam York, um, can we do we want to dive into the Cam York? Like I don't know if it's a topic of discussion tonight, but we can. It, do it. it is. We can get we can later. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, you'll have it. You'll have it. We'll, we'll look at the lines and, and see really like where, who's paired up. Um, Ellis doesn't look like he's come back at all. I don't. I would never want to see Ivan Provorov. So you um, got to look. Here we go. So the D lines. You got Yandel, Connaughton, Sealer, York, Brown, and Ristolainen. Connaughton probably sit. Um, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a fan uh, favorite decision here. Um, like I said, huge fan of of uh, Yandel. Uh, I think I think at the end of this season, it's either time to retire or it's 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 time for him to go. I don't want to see that happen. So, in my professional opinion, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm professional opinion. Um, I think Canolton gets dropped. I, th- I think Canalton gets dropped down, and we still still stick with Yandel. I think Yandel still has some time and some uh, experience to, to give back to um, 
to the uh, the team. I do think that you have to stop. I don't like this this the uh, pairing up the two a vet with a, a young guy. I think you need to have two vets on as the the last line of defense. Um, so I, 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 even the first line of defense, I would take Yandel and put him with Ellis. Uh, the other two, the other guys, Sealer can play with pretty much anybody. Um, York is looking good. Uh, Braun is looking great. Um, rest of the line, everyone's looking pretty good. Uh, and, you know, again, I don't think the defense is our issue here. So I think we I need to make a solid defensive front and, and stick to it and stop shifting these guys around. Um, I know you're doing it because of COVID, but. I think there's a I think there's a, a strong defense in and dropping Proveroff down to a second line defense, third line defense. Oh, that's really good, dude. Because um, who else? Who else? Who, oh, I, I, I realistically, you, you, you just won't see it happen. Realistically, you just won't see him yeah. on the third line. Second line, not necessarily made about, but now he's starting to become like more of the leader. Um, he, we, we've said it, and and I have to give you the credit, uh, Jesse, because you kind of have set this in my mindset. Was the exposure of Ivan Provorov without a complimentary player? He yep. he cannot do it on his own. And Wait, actually, put, check yeah, this so. out. Check this out. Wait, last night who were we talking about? Uh, somebody had who was oh it was Matt Carl from back in the day. Yep. His 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 defensive plus minus was like was like eighteen or nineteen or thirty. I think it was like thirty. As as he left with us, his overall. With career with the Flyers was a plus eighteen. I plus believe. eighteen because he was playing with Pronger. Pronger. <laughs> so Talk I mean the best, you know, matchup right there. I mean, that's that's why I look at like you don't like the whole veteran with the young guy. If you put Cam York with like a, a Keith Yandel, they they used to have similar playing uh, types when Yandel was younger. Yeah, but I think giving him somebody to not learn, but like kind of like go through the motions of a, of an NHL game. <clears throat> well, well, learn, learn it, practice, learn it, practice. <clears throat> like you learn it, practice. Every, every, everybody wants to throw fucking Cam York on in the NHL right now. Now you got to sink or swim. I don't think it's time for him to come into the NHL. I think if it's going to happen this way, then it needs to happen this way. And we need to stick to it. Um, Jason Voorhees. Cam Men- mentor. Right. Well, like, you're going to mentor that, – that's fine. Mentor him at practice and, and give him this and that. My problem is is the vets, uh, the vetter. Some of the vet like like Yandel, he's not, he's not built for speed. He, he's a strict stay-at-home defenseman. He should just not touch the rush whatsoever. I agree with a young guy with him, but then you got to shift the lines in such a way to make that work that it's not going to work. I'll take it. Since we're on the topic of the Penguins game, no, no, I, I, I where's my hand? Oh, okay, yeah. good. What do I do? Yeah, no, go ahead. What the fuck? <laughs> the Penguins game, first line of defense pairing. Now, obviously, with injuries, Cam York and Justin Braun. Now, granted, the, 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 the six goals went in the net, but um, <laughs> you know, that's, who, that's who he uh, he um, was paired with. Um, not a bit, not bad. I could, I could, I, I liked it. I like it a lot. Justin Braun has improved. It's showing on both aspects. It's showing of the aspect of the leadership that you pair these young kids with these vets. But it, with that aspect, it's also showing the 
how much improved Justin Braun has been. Yeah, they're relying on him to to play with the upcoming, uh, you know, Phenom. Phenom. defense. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's pump the brakes on that for a second. I, I, I mean, me personally, I, I mean, I'll bite my tongue on a lot of things, and I'll even come out and say I was wrong, and I and I always will. Um, my opinion. It was he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in a negative negative two in the in the the uh, Sharks game. Who, who's that? York. Yeah, but we lost. <laughs> Stay. Yeah, but but still, I mean, you know, if, it's, if he's a phenom, you I know, can't, I can't look at I can't. Rista Linen was a zero. Sealer Sealer was a, a one. Kenaughton was a zero. Yandel was a negative one. York negative two. Broad negative one. Do Do you know what I focused on? Now the numbers with these young players, you can't necessarily focus on. They're still. Are they still I'm saying they are still kind of green. Now I do say in two years he will be better. I'm just saying phenom is a little is a little far. That's all. Okay, sorry. It's like it's, it's, it's like the pocket fly, it's like the pocket flyers. The P. Look, listen. Hero Flyers Alley 77 Mania. I don't want to hear about that. Okay. Where do we go? No, hold on. I got to take it. One thing I loved about the game is the fact that the three on three last night, Cam York started the, started the overtime. That was something I'm looking at. Like, yeah. Putting him and, in. That, and look how that turned out. Oh, dude. I mean, that was right in front of me. I mean, what are you just pop your share? Come on, guys. He what just dug the dagger in deeper. We just see him get that opportunity. You know what I mean? No, I mean yeah. Um, I just so what you're doing right now though is he's but he's got a point. What you're doing right now is what the what the fan base and the media do on a constant basis. I don't want to. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave uh, Cam York on, on the on the grill for too long, and then he turns into shit. Yeah, you're right. I'm typically not necessarily because now look, aspect. look at it now. Yeah. Proveroff was the upcoming, but now, now what the fuck's happening? Exposure. He played with he played with Niskanen, which was great, and now yeah. he put, played with Ellis. He was looking great. Now he's not playing with anybody. And now he's, he's he's being exposed completely. That's like back when they went uh, was recall retirement. When they threw gossips in. That's who they thought that was going to be the big savior for the program. Him, him, and uh, and Braun were playing good together at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean that's how Braun put up all of his fucking numbers was with with Prove, right? So moving on, move on to Sharks. So Flyers lose three to two in overtime to uh, Tomas Hurdle. I'm not even going to say the Sharks. Just, Tomas Hurdle came out, took this to the Flyers in the street, and had his way with them. Um, which one was the lawnmower or whatever you said? Uh, nah, that wasn't a fight. No, no fights. No, no fights. Um, uh, so the shots on goal were 47 to 31 for the Sharks. Uh, hits were tied at 22. There were some hits. There were some hits. Uh, Ristolainen and Nick Sealer were throwing the body. I love to see that. I would like to see it more. So it was Zach McEwen laid that dude out. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's just, it's a constant. I, do I have to keep going with like? I got some incredible shots for our boy, uh, for your, for our boy, good friend of the show, Zach McEwen, by the way. Right, some focus yeah. shots that you can yeah. personally uh, send to our good, our good friend over there, buddy. Jason Voorhees says, "Great show, fellas. Thank you." Um, yeah, if you want to go see all the shots that Frank takes at the at the well, uh, go www.oldcitysports.com and check out the photo section. Um, so, uh, yeah, the hits were at 22, tied. Uh, block shots were 19 to 11 on the Sharks. Uh, it just – the game started out great. You know, they came out. JVR put up two. 
and then they, they pushed back and rammed it home. All I in mean, one period. Tomas Hurdle was an amazing player, though. You got to give credit where credit's due. Um, the rest of the team is just not. It's just. It's just not there. It's just not there. Um, I, I know. I think it was uh, Frost would have would have scored if he didn't shoot directly at Brett Burns' ankle during the one the one uh, scoring chance he had. Um, but I mean, it's just it's some of the. It's just a. It's a rough run. I'm gonna wait. What do you think? Yeah, rough run, and looks like it's only going to get worse. Sorry to say it. What's yeah. our next game against uh, Carolina? We have. Yes, it is January 11th. Yeah, yeah, and they've been on a fucking tear this year, which surprised me. They lost their number one goaltender and their number one defenseman in free agency this year, and it still did nothing for them. They did. They, they, well, I, mean, I think they actually got better losing those two. Coaching is they a, lost. A they lost. Injury. They lost Dougie Hamilton, didn't they? Yep. Yes, Doug, Doug Hamilton. And, and now, and, uh, and now he's, in, he's, he's in Jersey. Joe, in the he's, he's, he's in nowhere the, to be found, actually. Nowhere to be found. Well, he's he's just not he's just he's not doing what the what the devil thought he was going to do, and that's why everybody was questioning. Oh my God, I can't believe they got rid of Dougie Hamilton. I'm glad we dodged that bullet. You said from the get go that, that you dodged that bullet and some, Seth some, Jones. Something Those was wrong. Giant two bullets. Huge bullets. Huge bullets. And I was um, on the fucking Jones train. I was like, I cannot be. Thank I God. I cannot at one be. Point, <laughs> I was, at on, one I was point, driving was that on, shit, bro. <laughs> at, at, at one point, he was on the ice for every goal against for Chicago. You, 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 I think he did say that. He did say that. I think that was that was the straw that broke the camel's back with Wade and Seth Jones. Like, this cannot be ignored. Yeah, <laughs> um, was he was like, he was negative in the fucking fuck. nineteen. So the talk. I wrote an article on C Sports Network, www.ocsportsnetwork.com. Uh, anyway, so um, in the article section, I wrote a, I wrote a, an article abort Mission Jones because he was a negative nineteen last year. Why are you going to pay this guy top dollar when he's a negative nine? I don't care, and it wasn't any better during the, the non COVID years. So don't get, don't give me it. Don't give me it. Do your research, people. Don't just don't just <laughs> jump on the bandwagon and go. I'm just gonna get this. Name. I'm gonna go with the sexy name. Yeah, Jess Hess says what's up. Jess Hess couldn't be here. She has to pay her bills. She has work today. Love you, Jess Hess. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Flyers lost overtime. It was a short overtime. One, Real uh, short, one shift, right? A quarter yeah. of a shift. A yeah, it, it, it actually was. It was about. It was about one shift. I, I was staying. I was. I was um shooting right from where they uh, scored the goal, and he came right in, and that was pretty much it. Um, yeah. So it was. It was pretty short. Yeah, just, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm not the one that. Well, I am the one that harps on fucking goaltenders, but Jones should have had that. Yeah. Had the defenseman take the second fucking guy out of the way, so it's just a one on one, and Jones just. Stood there, didn't oh, even make an attempt. Oh, oh, here we opinion. go, here we go, here we go. Oh boy, Cody Price, what's the solution here? You can't blame it on blame it all on one player or coaching staff anymore. And Fletcher made great moves that just aren't what they should be if you look at it on paper. So, what is it gonna take to fire up this team, they need a wake-up call. Guys like JVR, who's inconclusive 
as hell. TK, time to wake up. Time for a wake up call. Period. I love Giroux. He's given so much to this team and the community, but maybe it's time to trade him to a team like Edmonton, Arizona, if he'll waive his no trade, no trade clause. I think. Do you want to take that first? Who the sure. hell would want to go to Arizona for one? I could see him going to, to Edmonton. But oh, I'm gonna I don't take think that down. It's covering half your face. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think Edmonton has the cap space for Drew. Just uh, can't but see I know. Yeah, it's just all writing all over. <laughs> I think uh, I think Drew wouldn't mind going to Edmonton. I mean, he grew up not far from that area, if I believe. I'm just, I'm just so there's a lot. There's a lot that that's going to be said on this, um, for sure. Like I can tell. I definitely have my. Go ahead. Wait, if you don't mind, if I can have two seconds of that up real quick. Just go for it. If you don't mind, just uh, popping that back up. We just said go for it. Now go for it. Um, <laughs> first of all, I'm a, a shout out to Cody Price for the for the, for the comment. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you watching, bud. Thanks a lot, fella. Yeah, definitely, definitely love that 100. Um, I actually am 100 um, with him uh, on most of everything he said, and we've and honestly, we've all kind of said the same thing. JVR, TK, I'd still package TK out of here. I would have did it two years ago when I saw what, what, what was happening. And the fact that he says that he loves Drew but is also still willing to move him has now become my respect. May respect. I know, we know how I feel about Cole Drew. I've shed a few flowers alley tears on this, though. Um, yes. That's when I first met you guys, too. Yes. <laughs> this basket game. Got to for a straight jacket. And a year later, there I am. Um, Come on, my shirt. Um, so, <laughs> so come on. I'm, I would move Paul right now as well. And the not the dynamic of Paul Drew's play, but this team does need a, a, a not even a shake up, a, a, a change, a new identity all around. And it really does start with moving the captain. Um, like I said, not anything about his play. I think he's had actually a really good year, but it's time. The, the, the fire and the coaching. Listen, that was a, that was a shakeup. That was a different presence in the locker room with the coaching ability, and you know we obviously saw where AV was falling. Now it's starting to lead more to the direction of it's now time for the the end of an hour. Relax, relax, Jesus. <laughs> get, him, get him a box of fucking tissues. Uh, you said you want the tissues. I was going to say tampons, but no, right. tam- tam- tamp- and this is talking tamp- by tampons. <laughs> so I'm going to take, take it. I'm going to take a stab at this. Um. So I I still do believe that the moves that Chuck Fletcher made are still good moves. Um, I do agree. I love this take because it is um, it, it's exactly what does need to happen. Uh, you do need to move TK. You need to move JVR for cap space, and you need you need to get Giroux to to move his non uh, movement clause or non trade clause, whatever it is, um, because it, it, it's part of a, a problem that it's half of a part of a problem that we've solved. We've got rid of uh, J, uh, Voracek, him being, uh, I believe, to be the other issue, which was you know these guys, the, the media and the fan base think that Giroux and, and Voracek were snipers when they were playmakers, and now uh, was it uh, Voracek? Last time we checked a couple weeks ago, had like 18 assists. So 
So, I mean, a couple goals. He's got one goal. I think he's got a couple now. Um, he's not on the team anymore, so I'm not going to give him credit for his, like, whatever, 800th, whatever it is. Um, but the problem here is is that no one uh, – Giroux has, has trade value. He does have value 100%. There's no way, shape, or form that Giroux is done playing. That's not the case. The problem with him going to Edmonton, uh, one, Arizona, he's not going to go to Arizona. Uh, that that that's not going to happen. Um, not, but not that I would. I would at this, you know, at this point, uh, the only people that are going to Arizona are cap dumps, and that's that's fine. But he's not one of them. Uh, Edmonton doesn't need Claude Giroux. They they yeah. don't need they need they, they need don't. they need secondary scoring. He's not a secondary scorer. He will never be a secondary scorer. Um, he's a player. They, they need two. defense and they need a goalie. God, do they need a goalie? Um, Mike Smith is just horrendous, and Koskinen is just—he's—he's he's just being literally uh, taken behind the woodshed and starting to chainsaw on him by the media. Um, but when it comes to that, I think he's going to go to Calgary. One hundred—I think he's going to go to Calgary, or I've actually heard maybe Toronto's kicking the tires on him. Which Toronto's another team that doesn't need him. Um, <laughs> no, they don't need him. Are you kidding me? I think they—I think they could utilize him. I think they got no, they're gonna, they're gonna utilize everybody else. They have everyone else in the fucking league. <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? They got Matthews. They got Tavares. You know, they, they got Mitch Marner. You know, they got Felina. I mean, who else the fuck do they need? What I, else do you need here? Drew would go to a team that is. What about Tampa Bay? He could go to Tampa. He could solidify that one player. The one more player that you need. He could go to Tampa. I've heard. I've heard some things in the media about Florida. Giroux goes to Florida. Florida's winning the cup. I'll, I'll put I'll put money on that right now. Um, yeah, John Campbell, the, what's that? Is that the mayor of John Street? Hashtag Frankie Fruit Punch. Somebody called me. Um, yeah, I, I I love that take. I really do. I just don't think that the. I agree with everything you said. Just not the teams. Um, but I mean, who's who knows who knows what team you know he's going to go to? But uh, I think tough. there's. I do think that there's uh, some validity in, in the Calgary. Uh, I would send uh, Giroux. Uh, I would either send Giroux and for, uh, JVR to Calgary for Johnny Hockey or Giroux and TK for Johnny Hockey. They might um, not really do that, though, because they're looking to win a championship. So I'm starting to think about that. I mean, I'm not buy too much well, into it. But. Wait, good. I'm not done yet. Well, wasn't it like a few weeks ago that you, you shared an article or something about uh, – Giroux actually putting Montreal Canadiens on that list, and they've been—they're a bottom feeder this year. Yeah, it's well. That's the thing is that that's from the Montreal news. That's that wasn't oh, from okay. ours. It was just that, that they're interested. That they're that the phone calls are being made. I mean, they just are. It's getting to the point of the season where you know the trade deadline is is, is coming up. Yeah, you know, it's just things are going to start happening here. I don't think that that's going to be one of them. Unless he waves his claws, which I don't think he's gonna do, um, we'll but there is either. there is a little there is a little rumor in the middle that I've heard that uh, the Flyers are actually throwing the season to uh, have uh, forced Giroux to, to wave his claws. So then they then he leaves on his own accord. Well, wait, the season. Yeah, you think they're doing it for Giroux, like, like doing it for him more or less, or doing it to jeopardize him? I I don't want to say anything. To uh, the, the my my opinion is based just on opinion. based strictly on based on opinion. Based on opinion, I think that it's not just everyone that's talking here, that's watching here, like our buddy um, Cody Price. I think that there's um, 
I think there's some people maybe in the locker room that are starting to hold people accountable for their, their things. And they're doing it in a more aggressive way than, than, you know, Giroux, who's been with like seven different coaches, you know, he's one of the last of those guys to be on the team besides Couturier. Um, so, I mean, I, I think there's a, a huge conversation to be made that there's some friction in the locker room of leadership. Um, you, you, do have, you do have a little, a couple grinders on there like McEwen, Brown, Nate Thompson. I think Nate Thompson's a great advocate to be a, a captain on the team. Um, if he was just a little with the Flyers for a little bit longer. Um, I hope you choke on that cup. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that I think that it's not just us that notice this stuff, and it's not a, a bad thing. I think Giroux needs a change of venue, change of scenery to prolong his his career because he's not a, he's not a horrible hockey player. Yeah, yeah and I think it's a, the focus of that is like that is a good statement. Like he does need to um, move on for the Flyers' sake, and obviously to help him and ending his career somewhere. It's the reason why people are saying, um, yeah, because of the strip to see because of the. Yeah, he stinks and et cetera, et cetera. That's not why like, that's, he should be gone. He should be gone because it's time to move on from an error. Um, yeah, that's kind of what. Your picture is of, is of a waterfall in Vegas, right? They probably didn't even see it. <laughs> um, all right. But some good talks. Let's, uh, that'll end. Uh... That segment was brought to you by Jesse and the Rippers. <laughs> Well, yeah, anybody, anybody comments on the show, I'll send you free flyers, Allie, something. How about that? Um, Look at him staring at me. <laughs> uh, that's going to wrap up some Alley talk. Um, but that'll bring us to our next segment, which is Down the Well. It's scary sound. It's a little scary. Uh, Down the Well segment is brought to you by uh, Kenwood Beer. Go to www.kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker to find a distributor near you. Guys, I'm telling you right now, Kenwood Beer is the best beer in the Delaware County, for the greater Philadelphia area. It's a light beer. It's won some awards. It's the official beer of Flyers Alley and Old City Sports Network. If you're in the Delco region, go to Aston Beer. Ask the beer has it. I'll be picking some up uh, this week along with some merchandise. Oh, yeah. Some things happen out here. So, you can also uh, use the Kenny Tracker to find some, too. Uh, you know what, Wade? There you go. Use okay. the Kenny Tracker to find a distributor near you. It sells out. It sells out everywhere. I'm telling you right now. Wade doesn't it. even drink. but uh, I don't even drink, but I know how to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to become one of my favorite beers. No, it's, a, it's always cold. It's an, it's an incredible beer. They do great things over there. I don't know, okay. So down the well segment, um, Sealer, Mayhew, and Cates return to the lineup versus Sharks. Um, let me go back to that, actually. I can actually um, see if I can. I think those were the guys, literally the guys that I uh, said that were, were not in the negatives. Just saying. Mm. Yeah. Let me see. See what we got. Well, you didn't mention Mayhew because we. I didn't. Yeah. The jury's still out on him. We don't really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not too familiar. Well, Mayhew was not. He was not. He was a zero. Um. Let's see. He was a zero. Cates was also a zero. 
quiet. And Sealer was a one. Um, I'm a huge advocate for Sealer, and I'm a huge advocate for um, uh, Jackson Cates. Uh, like like Wade said, I don't know too much about um, Jerry Mayhew. I think there are some uh, articles out there written. I don't, I'm not going to say who they're by because they're probably not that good. Um, um, I don't know too much about the guy. I know he's uh, – actually, no, he played for the Wild. He played for Iowa Wild. And then uh, he played for the Phantoms, and now he's up with us. So um, I don't I don't believe he was drafted either. I, I looked him up last night. Me and we were yeah, he was un- undrafted. Yeah. Um, but Sealer and uh, Cates are they're, – they're guys that are they're making things happen here. Uh, Cates is an under undercover uh, player. He's really making a lot of things, you know, happen here. Um, Sealer is just lighting guys up too. He's in the scrum. He's our type of player. If you're part of the Flyers uh, fan base, you love the grittier guys. It's just how it is. It's it's in our in our blood. And uh, Sealer's the man. If you're a ref and you try breaking him up, get out of the way because he'll throw you. Which he almost did last night. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> Uh, Frankie, what do you got on these guys, uh, Sealer, Mayhew, and Kate's returning to the lineup? Well, I'll tell you this. I was actually in the middle of Mr. looking up a stat, but I can't seem to find it, but I pretty much can't go right off of it. Um, Jackson Cage was somebody I got to watch a little bit in, um, in uh, uh, Rookie Camp, um, who I who I mentioned and we had talked about. Uh, that was a player of mine that I was going to be watching. Um, you know, was a good, good, good positional player. Um, the real good thing I noticed about Jackson Cage is – uh, face-off ability. Um, uh, he's, he, he, I got a couple of good shots of him from the game yesterday, uh, you know, down and taking, taking some good face-offs. And um, he seems to be doing pretty well with that when he gets that opportunity. Um, I like Jackson Cates a lot. Nick Sealer was also a player that, you know, went in lineup. Um, we had, The debate was going around. I'm pretty sure you guys here on Flyers Alley mentioned it, keeping him up here. Um, he's, he seems to be getting better and better. Jackson Cates is still a young player. I guess I don't focus on numbers too much when you're that young of a player coming in, but I like that Jackson Cates a lot. Mayhew, um, not really like like you said, it's it's hard to really. Um, he's he's a fill in for the injuries. Um, I don't know if a case is going to be made for him to stay with this team, but you know, it's not enough info on him personally with the Flyers to really give a good judgment for being at the games that I was for the last couple of days. Um, you know, plugging the pieces, the right pieces in the right spot is important. Um, I still think that they're trying to figure out where you're going to plug these guys in or there's just nowhere else to put them in besides putting them in. And that's what the aspect of, and, I'm, and not to take off topic, but I got to go back to what you had said, Jesse, is giving the deservable players more playing time. I would try Zach McEwen out on the second line. And – one of those things, they, they, the, and I hate to get off topic, but it just comes with it. The, the Flyers want to play that kind of hockey of that dump in and forecheck. It, it's awful. They dump it in, and it's right back the other way. Now, I'll give you the take. You you dump that puck in, send a guy like Zach McEwen in to bang against the glass. Now, Zach McEwen has the offensibility to bang, take that puck, throw it in front of that right in the slot. Boom, goal. Not every time, but... Those are the playmaking abilities that these guys are showing day in and day out. You know, it goes back to when we had Ronaldo. Ronaldo would just go in and bang because he didn't have that offensibility. But Zach McEwen has shown, look, he played the old simply dude, how's your father, with between the legs and, the, and went glove side. 
Um, I mean, he is actually a pretty decent offensive player, and he's a hell of a fighter, and he banks. He, he, I mean, those are the players. You want to get that good second line, third line, thump in and, and chase and, and make a play, you need a guy that does that. Um, I want Zach McEwen on the second line. Um, kind of off what you guys were saying, but um, that's that's my take on those three players, and that's my take on putting the players in um, the right spots. Zach McEwen on the second line, and then I'm buying Wait, did you give your opinion on this? Yeah, I think you did, I think you did yeah. back and forth. Sealer, I would, you know, is definitely I think keep as like even like our, our seventh defenseman. Like when we're all healthy, I would still keep him more available than Cam York. I think Cam York still needs seasoning down in the Phantoms, my opinion. Um, like you said, Sealer also has that gritty, you know, he he cleaned the fucking net last night, which is something that we've needed. I mean, Versalainen even does it too. I think actually, at one point we when we were watching it, uh, they both fucking rocked this guy in the boards on the same shift, and it was just giving that guy a nice little rough treatment that we all love to do and love to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said earlier, I love Sealer's play. I like Jackson Kate's play. Um, Hopefully, we can see a little bit more of uh, Mayhew so we can get more of an opinion on him. Um, but as, as far as I've seen uh, with his stats and, and his play a little bit, he uh, he's an AHLer for right now. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the in the future. Um, no one knows what's going to happen with COVID, so we might be seeing a little bit more of him. I know he's on the taxi squad, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, defensive holes, I don't know if – I mean, I think we've covered a lot of this anyway, um, with the the play up with the uh, the taxi squad with York coming up. Zamula did come up. That was pretty cool. That was cool to see him. I like him. Um, it's uh, I, I I do think that it's it, he's been skipped by York. I think that is that is going to happen considering uh, they dropped him back down and 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 let Sealer play. Um, instead of having him can uh, stick around for a little bit longer, which I'm actually okay with. I think Sealer's earned his stripes. So uh, there's a lot a lot with Zamula, too, that he needs to put on some weight. Um, he's, he's a little too light out there, and uh, that usually uh, leads to injury, and that's just not good for a, you know an up-and-coming defenseman of his caliber. So um, any defensive holes you guys see that I haven't covered or – yeah, they need to get on the ice supply and make their money. That's my biggest thing, realistically, um, because it's affecting. Nah, my, kids, my kids are not napping. Nah. Yeah, leak. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, we got yeah, leaky. Right. We got leaky defense. Ooh, and that joke was brought to you by Jesse and the Ripper. <laughs> You got a problem with the shirt, man. I'm just. Uh, I'm, I'm actually. I know. I, I do. I wish it was your face with that long hair. <laughs> you look me. You me with like, hair is a thing of the past. No, no, well, past. You would be looking like um. Oh my God. Sp- Spicoli. <laughs> ah. uh. Great, great movie. Anyway, um, yeah, that's oh, awesome. <laughs> what, what are you? Where's the pizza, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Hand? Was we'll smack right. the hell out of Mr. Hand. Yeah. Oh my god. Lewis stole the guy's feet. Like, okay, let's just go. Um, <laughs> so don't get me into that. Um, I think there is yeah. a thing. Yandel needs to something something's going on with Yandel. No one knows what it is. I mean, he's just really, really, really underperforming. Um 
I do think it's worth uh, the, the money that we we got him for. I do think it's worth for uh, maybe one more year at the Flyers um, because there's just a lot of uncertainty when it comes to, um, you know, who's going to be available. The, this Ryan Ellis thing, uh, the Sam Warren thing, you know, I, I got – thank you, Jordan Hall, uh, for giving me a little bit of update on um, uh, Sam Warren uh, saying that he's just not – his um, his rehabilitation is just not really – you know, um, going fast at all. He's he's not. He's skated a couple times. He hasn't uh, skated with the team. He's in no way ready to co- return to practice, which is very uh, that's unfortunate for Sam because that's kind of been what the story of his career right now. And with the Ellis thing, that I mean, it's just there's a lot of a lot of problems when it comes to the the guys on defense that were supposed to be hopefuls, uh, especially Ellis. So. I think keeping Yandel around as a, with some veteranship uh, and keeping Sealer up and maybe even keeping York up. Um, you know, Kenalton is a rental, you know, um, so I don't see him being around. And these are the guys that you're going to do the future of the defense. So I think keeping them up and letting some uh, veterans kind of have their way and uh, mold them into the, the defensive uh, powerhouse that we need them to be. Okay, Frank. It depends on not depends. It depends on like how you're looking now at the rest of the season. Um, you know, where do you go from here? With do you just ride out and see? There's always the aspect of compete, compete, try and win and make the playoffs. Um, and then there's the aspect of who do we have down there? Who is NHL caliber ready? What moves do we need to look and see in the off season? There's of a lot of injuries down there. Uh, like Wade Allison's getting a second opinion right now on his hyperextended elbow. Um, Zay Wisdom went back to the O. Um, you know, it's it's just there's a lot of there's a and and that's the thing we had such a a, a sexy uh, pipeline for offense, defense, and uh, you know goalie. We had we had the the board covered, and now there's so much uncertainty when it comes to uh, the farm system, and now us. So I mean. Uh, the defensive holes, I don't even think we would have enough time to even, you know, cover the entire thing. And that's the same with the offensive holes. Um, there's so many issues with, with the offense right now. The shoot-first mentality was everybody's go-to when they thought that that was going to be the, the the saving grace of, of you know, getting rid of Warcheck, um, you know, and as well as, you know, uh, the the idea of getting rid of, of Giroux, I think personally is – is uh, the second half of that move to solidify the shoot first mentality. There is someone else out there and I don't know who it is. Is it in the team? Maybe. Is it outside of the franchise? Probably. Um, there's just, there's holes all over the team Swiss cheese at this point. Wade, what do you think? Well, with the team being Swiss cheese, you know, we got to blame the, uh, <clears throat> the franchise, the, the, the guys up in uh, the office there. You know, we we made some trades um, that are now snake biting us. <clears throat> I mean, we can't tell about Philip Meyer when we got Ristolainen. I think that was a the a good trade for our part. Um, but you know, we all thought that we had this this you know pipeline of of up and comers. It just didn't seem like none of it's panning out. Right. So I, I think again, like I said last week. It's the fucking organization. It's either the guys that our scouting isn't up to snuff or or if it's just 
you know, something's just there that's just not what we need. And I'm thinking some of these players that, like, you're still unsure of, like the Browns. um, And Frost is starting to kind of – we're starting to now get an identity of him and that he is the big old square people thought. Um, You can see where these little – these – how many role players need to be on the starting lineup is something I think about too. Like, it kind of does go back to what Jason was saying, like the elite player to really do it. Like, there was a time where the Flyers had five – players that would score 25 plus goals when back when we had I think it was Loophole, Knubel, Giroux, Hartnell, and Simmons. Um you know you like those players that maybe you don't need that 40 goal guy. I mean we might have it in Cam Atkinson, but that's a cool question actually if you don't mind me asking Jesse. But would you rather have that one big 40 goal guy or like five guys that could put up 25 30 goals? Five guys. You can't you, so the the problem the problem is is that the scoring shouldn't come just from offense. Um, uh, when you and that's the problem with with uh, the issue. And by the way, I have that picture up whenever you want. It. Um, the um, the problem is is that uh, with with the Oilers, um, they don't have defense, and they also don't have secondary scoring. Um, the problem with the Flyers is is that they have they have scoring, they have secondary, they have third. The, uh, you know, a third line of scoring. They even have a four, uh, guys like that can score on the fourth line, but you know it's just not being implemented. The 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 play. Um, so I would rather have more twenty goal scores than one all star. Um, and, and actually, to kind of go back on what I just said, even uh, you know, because uh, TJ Oshie's been on IR and all, he's been out uh, almost all, the whole season. And Ovechkin, Ovechkin's holding it down with a couple people, you know. Uh, I believe I forget who's out for Tampa. Uh, I, I think Kucherov maybe again. Yeah, Kucherov, I think um, he's still out. Yeah, I know, think he, I think Kucherov just came back. Actually, he just came back. Well, so he was out for a little bit, but you know, Braden Point and Stamkos were holding it down down there. You know, um, there can be in certain situations, you know, one guy that can hold the team, but not in very many. That's pretty much. You know, Troy Terry over in Anaheim, he's one of them. Uh, he's lighting it up. So sometimes with with some teams it can work, but I mean, I don't know. The Flyers, the Flyers fall on the wayside when it comes to talks like that because you know the Anaheim Ducks aren't a sexy team either. Uh, for, unfortunately, the Capitals and the, and the Tampa Bay Lightning are. Sorry. Well, they don't have. I mean, they've Jonathan Huberdeau finally showed up after how many years? You know, it's just. Everything I love to say, everything is situational in life, and now this is this season is a very situational uh, season. Who the hell's Troy Terry? You know, you know. Did everybody yeah. forget about Jonathan Drouin of Montreal? Yeah. He was supposed to, he, you know, he, going back on what Jason Voorhees said. We don't have, you know, this all star. He was all star. He was categorized as an all star player like two years ago. Absolutely, yeah. absolute dumpster fire with a side of pee on it. It's just. You know, it, it just you know, Joey, Joey and the Rippers are uh, camping out in that dumpster right now. That's for Monday, the Rippers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's it's just it's a situ- it's situation. Look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. They got Mitch Marner. They got uh, John Tavares. They got uh, Austin Matthews. They have a great a great goalie in Campbell, but they're a choke artist. Everything's situational. Uh, th- this sport is not a, a, a single player sport. You got to have some people that get back some people up, but then again, situationally. You know, it's working for Tampa, and it's working for the Capitals, but it's not working for the Oilers that have two of the best players in in, in the world. 
big situation. Speaking of a situation, there was a situation last night as I was taking photos for Old City Sports Network. Um, uh, yeah. a collision. And um, I showed you a, a little a little bad boy. Yeah. Um, incredible shot here. I'm not sure it's okay. Um, and you see our good friend Zach McEwen in the, air, in, the, in the background getting off the bench. Uh, Brown and... <laughs> That was quite situational. Um, yeah, Brown had a little. Um, actually, I'll tell you this: what I saw um, from my standpoint, it looked like a knee on knee contact. Um, you can kind of see Brown reach for his right knee there. It was Brown's fault. Yeah, I'm yeah, not saying, and you could see and look at the reaction of the San Jose bench. Yeah. Um, Looks like you know. I think that coach there is uh, not looking too happy either. Actually, I didn't even really look at the. That, He's that. not the guy, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His opinion doesn't matter, but yeah, I, I was able to. I, I captured the shot. Um, you know, Brown to get up and he's okay. And I'm not sure, Jesse, if you're talking about what, uh, the future, what you have. Um, I, I I will later. Uh, okay. We'll get into that then. But um, yeah. Uh, shout out to um, you know, good thing. Hope you know Pat Brown's okay. Yeah, he, got, he played the rest of the game, but yeah, me and we were watching. They actually uh, showed some pretty good uh, 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 replays on it, and uh, unfortunately, it was Pat Brown stepped into it. <laughs> so I mean, it's unfortunate, but it, it happens, obviously. Um, I think we can move on to netminder issues. Netminder issues. Um, I mean, are we going to do it? I felt so bad for him last night post game. You know. Uh, the media asked him one question. They left him out to dry. It was, it was unfortunate. It's very unfortunate for Martin Jones right now. Um, some of the goals are, 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 you know, our buddy Greg Montour, uh, Brandon Montour's uncle, friend of the show. Um, he he's a goalie for his beer league, and he says all the time that those those soft goals like that are literally the hardest to block. So um, shows a little bit more ignorance in the fan base. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's much that needs to be said about this. I mean, I do think that Martin Jones is out of, out the, after this year, and you're going to see Felix Sandstrom come up and fill that fill that void. Thoughts, uh, Frank? Yeah, a, a, a small take here, and I'm not going to be a dead horse about the injuries and just like the, the defense now. Like when we, we when we brought players in here, um, it was supposed to solidify the defense. It hasn't happened. They haven't played. I'm not going to even focus too much more on that. But I always have to keep that in the mind when we talk about this. I'll tell you this. Um, Martin Jones has showed good bright spots. Um, not so much, you know, the back and forth too much of a wide range. Like, hey, you're doing really good. Oh my God, what is happening? Um, soft goals is obviously a thing too. I would have given, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I would have given Alex Lyon a shot to back up Cam Hart. Uh, Cam Hart. Cam Hart. Um, Carter Hart. Um, uh, because I think that he showed a little bit. Um, and why? Like, why not? Um, you know, I keep with the aspect of uh, the development of Carter Hart, and like, you know, when I had the opportunity to talk to Carter Hart is when Brian Elliott was here, and it was that mentor aspect of uh, working with someone that's kind of you've been with for some time. I definitely like to see Felix come up um, and, and back up Carter. Um, you can't bring in a player that's you know, I, I believe in competitive um, sports, a competitive spirit. Um, but if you bring in a guy like Hopi and Carter Hart starts to fade and Hopi does well, now you're looking at a, a Nick Foles Carson Wentz situation where everybody wants Carter out and 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 Hopi should be the guy. And you just don't need that. 
Um, sad to say, and I don't mean to compare with football, but realistically, that could happen, especially with this fan base and this media. Because um, they'll run Carter Hart right out of town, Absolutely. and you're already starting to see it. We see the fan base, I and mean, we, we, we see it everywhere, what they well, say. For, fortunately for Carter Hart, though, if you've noticed in the, in the press conferences, he's actually pushing back pretty heavily. He's uh, not he, – he's not – He's sure. He's growing he is not lot. rolling over anymore. He's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we lost the game. If it didn't feel good, well, I don't know what else you want me to say. That's that's the type that's they're gonna stop asking him soon, and that's how you that's how you stay here. Um, the media, the media is brutal here, like you were saying. Uh, I, I don't think a lot of people understand that the media in Philadelphia and the fans actually control who's here, and uh, the, the fact it's that so that's scary. That's very sad. It's very right, sad. It very is. scary. That's scary. Because I mean, um, I I personally do think that the that the the tandem has to be in 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 the franchise. Um, I think I don't know Wade's take on this, but uh, I do think that the the goalie tandem has to be in franchise. You can't just go out and get a struggle a goalie that struggled in so many different aspects of his career to come in and and mentor the the franchise goal or the upcoming franchise goalie. Also, in Felix Sandstrom, you're kind of being like, okay, well, let's just let him out to dry. Wade, what do you what do you think? That's a good way to end that. By the way, I'm sorry to cut you off. That was a really good way to end that because you're right. It's not really hanging them out the drive when you bring them up. It's like, look, okay, you put your fucking time in with this organization. I think you earned a fucking backup spot. You know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like the Flyers just hanging them out to to dry. Well, I mean, just Um, not. You know, I think I. It, it, it what's it's because the, it takes so long for a put your hat back on. Um, it takes so it takes. (laughs) It looks like Gerald from Hey Arnold. Um. The, um, it takes so long for a um, a goalie to, to get seasoned and get ready to come up. Um, Sandstrom has been through the ringer. He's been down with the Reading Royals. You know, he's probably with, been with the Delaware Thunder down in hell where, you know, you know who goes down there because he's afraid of the media up here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just – it's just too – I don't know. I think Felix Sandstrom needs his time. That's what I meant by that. I didn't mean, you know, hanging him out the drive. But. Yeah, and I, and I think it's – it will be – probably next year you know jones probably isn't going to want to come back here you know it's again i went an hour and 17 minutes without saying it the fucking team not playing team defense around him when he's in net um but then again he let some uh pretty fucking terrible goals in last night so Back yeah, in they, my doghouse. <laughs> no, nah, I mean there were there were definitely goals that raised the eyebrow and put a little question mark out there. But you know, it is what it is. Um, this isn't a new. This is this is old news for Flyers fans, and you know everyone knows that it's a goalie. The goalie system is a little messed right. up when it comes to us. But at least it's only half the goalie problem. You know. Yeah, I mean he so, did make some great saves last night. Like when he stuck that fucking leg all the way out, even though the net was off the the barrel. Yeah. That was amazing. That was that amazing. was a great fucking. I can't uh, believe they stretch. were look, they were looking at that. I couldn't believe yeah. they were looking at that. Yeah, because they cable they, sh- they shot they shot the goal in after it went off the moorings. It was yeah. sliding on the ice. They shot it in, and then they were they were they were going to look at it to see if it was a goal. Are are you are you are you well? You're not well. Clearly, clearly um, not. No, no. It was. I couldn't believe. It. I was like, dude, the net. Because you said it, the net had moved off the tits, and then it, all of a sudden it was they tried to shoot the net. I was like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, exactly. It's unreal. 
Totally, totally unprofessional. Um, let's move on to a new a new segment we're gonna start doing. Uh Flyers Alley Butte of the Week. Um, oh. I'm gonna start with Wade. Who do you think yeah, the games that are played, they, it is what it is. You know, we're, on, we're on a four game losing streak, you know, whatever. We'll come back hopefully. Um, one player that you think is is the absolute butte of the week, they get they get a haircut by the haircuttery in, in Brookhaven, Pennsylvania. Um, okay. Maybe their well, nails. Uh, maybe their nails done. Maybe their nails done by Kim's and Aston. It's a lot of plugs. <laughs> a lot of plugs there. A lot of plugs there. Well, I think you know we mentioned him two games back to back. Kim Atkinson fucking showing up every fucking shift. Um, unfortunately, he, we're not playing with a full fucking team around him. Maybe you know his points can get, get added a little bit more. Um, I definitely think he should be playing more. Uh, not more minutes. Um, I think right around his 17 marker is great for an offensive-minded player, but I think he should definitely uh, see more power play time. It just seems like when he's on the power play, he's like almost invisible. They never really – Our power play has been invisible. <laughs> that's like that's part, part of the problem. Um, you know, you know, it's been, what's been crazy is that they, they had – I forget what game it was. They had Cam in post-game, and uh, he straight called everybody out. He said, "We got we got to play better. The guys that should be that should be playing better need to play better." And I yeah. that, that's going back to my point that I said I think that there's there's a, a power struggle in the locker room for some players are being like we're new here and this is wrong and it needs to change. And the players that have been there that don't want the change are like, "No, like this is how we do it here." And I think that needs to change. And the players, like I said, Giroux, TK, uh, and JVR, I believe, I, I believe flat out that they're the ones that are, 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 are having the issue. So probably, um, Frank, uh, Flyers out of beauty, beauty of the week. Uh, beauty of the week. Um, obviously I got to spend some time down there. The, um, the snack bar guy, um, man, he was just a real nice guy. Oh, Clint, um, Clint Zithman. Clint Zithman at the, at the local snack bar down at the Wells Bar. Nice guy. He gave me a pack of crackers before. Really hungry, um, great guy. No, but not um, shit, man. <laughs> guys everywhere. Guys have multiple jobs. He's every, he is the Wells Fargo son. He literally is the Wells Fargo son. He also has he also has a picture of himself on his phone case. Classy. Hey, I, hey, I don't know. It's hard to the media. I don't know. <laughs> Does it hang out the Delaware Shores or Delaware? Um, no, Beauty of the Week, I mean, Cam is definitely a great piece, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out and just say it. Uh, but Beauty of the Week, I have to give it, uh, you know, seeing Cam York up there and play, finally getting a good shot, a couple games up there. Um, seeing him on the three-on-three to open it up. So, yes, we, we know what happened. Uh, I'll ask him. Um, nice spot down. Um, but uh, – but um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like Sons of Anarchy down here. Shout out to the <laughs> of the week, Cam York. Uh, great to see him up here, and uh, hoping him only the best. Uh, continuing with the season. Wait, my beauty of the week. I don't remember. Hey, it's it's gotta feel good to be able to give Cam York the the you know the beauty of the week just because you, I know you've been waiting for a while to get him yeah. up here. So that's pretty cool. Um, I got I gotta give it to my boy. I give it to Zach McKillen. It's not gonna. It's not gonna stop here, people. I'm. I'm. Um, I'm the conductor of the train that is Zach McEwen destroying these players. He is one of. The, he is absolutely destroying these guys. Did you like that? 
Choo choo motherfucker. <laughs> I don't have that one. I, I should have known that was coming. I gotta get it. Uh, uh, was, anyway, that was the um, most genuine laugh I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I have a shirt coming in the mail. It's uh, it's a Big Mac shirt. It's got a a Big Mac with some some Zach McEwen hair with with a hat on it. It says Big Mac. Is that the stash? Oh yeah, it's got the stash, dude. I, well, I was, I was I was talking to his mom and I saw, his, him, I saw his I saw his uh, she was wearing the shirt. I was like, "Where can I get that?" She sent me the link. I, I ordered oh, it right he, then. Oh, he was made. Oh, great! I thought I thought you had created. It. I was like, oh, "Brilliant!" Nah, I wouldn't. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. Too. Um, so yeah, Zach McEwen. Yeah, I, I gotta gotta throw him out there, but uh, that's gonna end. Uh, oh, good, good. Um, can I do a quick quick plug? Yeah, at the end with the rest oh, of the plugs. Oh, um, uh, yesterday in between. T- Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. I said at the end with the rest of the plugs. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were at this. No, the show's not over yet. No, I'm sorry, guy. I'm not using. I'm... <laughs> that was our down the wall segment. Uh, next segment we have is milestone tracker. This segment of milestone tracker is brought to you by. Iceworks at Aston, Pennsylvania is now the official uh, lair. I'm going to say lair of Old City Sports Network. Um, um, Milestone Tracker, we got one thing. Wait, oh, wait, you missed it. What the hell? There you go. There you go. Look, we got one thing on Milestone Tracker, okay? We got one thing. It's Cam York Nets' first NHL point versus the Sharks Saturday night. I just really hope Nate Thompson comes on my, my podcast. Chicken croquis in the office. Yeah, croquis, croquis. Uh, Frank, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you head. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you headline this. <laughs> it clicked. It clicked. It clicked. Um, I'll let you headline this. I'll let you just take this completely. Well, we're, before that, he is playing good. I'm glad that he's up. Wade, real quick, anything on on Cam York? No, it's great that he got his his first point. What's it? His second or third game up, and he got his first point. I think second, second game. Second, yeah. <clears throat> second or third. Is, I think it's one of them. Which is good. I mean, you know, for being a defenseman, you know, you don't really put up points um, in today's type of hockey, but um, it's good to see. And Frank, dive yeah. in. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, bear with me, guys. I'm so sorry. I was just looking up something um, about for the invert retrospect, but it's too late now for that. Um, no, it's it, it's it's a great thing. I mean, listen, anybody that get you know make it into the NHL, um, the kid just celebrate his twenty first birthday, happy birthday, gamer. Um, and uh, you know, being such a young kid and and their expectations behind it, getting in and getting that first point, um, it, you know, is is pretty incredible. Sad that you know not winning the game, but um, I could I believe and which like I said, um, I'll I'll make sure that we get them up there. I think I have a a good shot of um. The, the play the, that that play of uh him getting the, the, the point um which if we do we'll definitely have to actually um send to him because i think it's a pretty incredible shot yeah. um uh and it's, it's great like i said I, I mean i don't i don't do the fanboy thing um at all really um i just i go by how i feel about the player um this is a player that i have been uh, watching for a long long time and so seeing him now transition to the nhl and the hopes that i have is is incredible and i always go back also back to place of forrester um, here's another player that I can't wait uh, to get healthy and to get up here 
um, hopefully, because, you know, he's battled with the injuries. But Cam York, uh, congratulations on the big first point. Uh, that's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. Just yeah, it is a good thing. It is a good thing. So that's going to be our milestone tracker. Um, eh, we'll use this one. Um, upcoming games of the week. Yeah, I didn't like that one either. I just never use it. <laughs> uh, Flyers versus the Canes Tuesday uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the Canes are 24, 7, and 2. Flyers are currently 13, 15, and 7. Not looking good. Um, yeah, I should put that up. Uh, on Thursday, Flyers are playing the Bruins at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, Bruins are 18, 11, and 2. Hopefully the Flyers will be 14, 15, and 7. Um, but then then you also got uh, on Saturday uh, the Rangers uh, at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Rangers are 23, 9, and 4. So that's going to be some rough stuff. Um, wow. They turned it around. Yeah. 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 They turned it around pretty well. Um, but that being said, uh, it's going to be a rough week. It really is. Uh, Frank, I don't think you have any games this week. I think you have off. Yeah. Um, that will be the last break because uh, I started getting back to hitting heavy, which, you know, once again, always, you know, thank you. I'm, I'm okay. I love that and I love it. Um, it's going to be this month. I think I'll be 10 out of 14 home games I think I'm at this month. Nine, nine out of thirteen, I think. Well, this this month we had uh, out of home games, we had uh, four out of the, the eight home games. Oh um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it, it, it's not getting any easier here. Um, we'll see what happens by the end of the um, month. We can see what direction we're going to go, flyers wise. Like, I yeah, mean, kind of thing, come February, a couple more months of the season, it's really now to kind of focus I'm on winding down here. What's the yep, what's the what's realistically need to be done now? Um, uh, you got you guys got any any thoughts on these games though? I mean, Canes, the Bruins, and the and the Rangers is not looking like a actually at the beginning of the season it didn't look like it would have been too bad. It looked like it may have been one loss and two wins, but uh, I think the only win we may get here and we beat the Canes already. But it, it all depends on who comes out of COVID. And that's, uh, that's what it is. That's the thing. And if you guys, like I said before, um, <clears throat> I'm updating constantly. I get the emails um, as, as quick as I can. I, I, I tweet them. I put them up on the Facebook pages, uh, facebook.com slash Flyers Alley, um, the Twitter at Flyers Alley Pod One. And I don't really mess with the Instagram too much, but um, I try to whenever I can. Um, when I get some updates on who's coming back, who's out of COVID protocol, who's uh, injury off the IR, I'll, I'll put that up. I, Coots will be coming back at some point soon, so that'll be a big thing. Um, stay healthy. Yeah, everybody just stay healthy and, you know, get off this COVID thing. Also, F- Flyers versus the Kings, 1 p.m. game Saturday, the 29th, will be live from Iceworks in Aston, PA. Um, I'm going to make an event tonight. Um, we're going to start pushing this. It's a VIP only Um only 50 people were able to get in. So um, we're going to be doing a, a pregame, uh, first, second intermission, and postgame with uh, – Is do we do we have them both Burns. on? We've got, the fly, we've got Cameron from the Fly Guys podcast and the mayor from John Street are going to be joining us. So um, it's going to be a good time. Come up. Um, 
do uh, give Ice Works some business. We're here to we're here to help now. So um, everybody come through. It's gonna be a good time as always. Ice Works is great. It's a great venue. So um, everybody come. There's no cause. There's no cause. It's just let's all hang out. Let's uh, let's drink some beers. Let's watch some flyers, and we'll do it up. Um, on top of some of the stuff that we got going on. Um, I'm going to be interviewing Patrick Brown tomorrow, four o'clock, do a little, a little, uh, 10 to 15 or like I did with Zach McEwen. Um, anybody have any questions for him? Let me know. DM me, PM me, you know, do what you got to do. And, uh, on Wednesday, I don't know who's going to be involved in Flyers Alley with this, but, uh, we're going to be definitely Wade. Um, we're going to be interviewing Garrett Burnett on Wednesday at eight 30. He's a former, uh, uh, Philadelphia Phantoms enforcer. He's actually um, Frank Bialowis' ex-roommate. So um, that's got to be a hell of a, of a household. There's some good stories. Told me some, Bill, Bar- some Bill Barber stories. It was yeah. he's a good guy. He's good like Fra- he's like Frank Bialowis. He's a, he's a junior. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> with that being said, Frank, thanks so much for coming out, uh, filling in for uh, the two uh, members that are missed tonight. Wade always. Good time. Everybody go um, check out tomorrow night. Uh, what? No, just just don't forget about my, my plug. No, oh, good. You can do it. Oh, cool. Oh, <laughs> that, thanks for thanks for having me on, gents. Uh, I love you know love being a part of the pristine Flyers Alley. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out. Uh, I had some time in between um, games yesterday where um, I got to go see a uh, uh, shout out to our good uh, good friend Fourth and John um, podcast over. They had a little tailgate. Uh, had me go over, you know, fed me, uh, got to talking with them. Um, they definitely want to do some stuff, you know, charity wise with uh, the network. So just want to give a little shout out for uh, taking care of me and being a big supporter of um, Old City Sports Network. Um, Gail, Evan, Prime, and um, good friend Chris Maley over there at uh, Fourth and John. Um, want to give a little, little shout out. Also, again, let's give a shout out to our buddy Evan Harris. Keep on listening, fellow. Like I said, your dad's a he's a beaut. He loves. Uh, Loves Rick Tockett. You got to love that. It's got some old school Rick Tockett stuff I'd like to see. Uh, maybe we'll get Emery on one day. We'll see we'll see what he has to say. He, he, he has pretty much the same shit we're saying. So, um, <clears throat> Also, like us on Facebook, like I said, at uh, facebook.com slash Flyers Alley. Uh, go to oldcitysportsnetwork.com. We'll spell O-L-D-E. Check out all the articles, other pods on the network. Um, Twitter, Flyers Alley Pod 1. Instagram at Flyers Alley. Um, yeah, um, I had another plug. Oh, right. Frankie's other show. Uh, he's on a new show. Streets of Philadelphia is airing tomorrow night, eight o'clock, eight for 30, 8.30 on, uh, Twitter and, uh, Facebook. So guys, check that out. I'll be sharing that out. Everybody. Hey. Thanks for, thanks for coming out. Uh, Jason, him and Jason Voorhees. Oh, fuck. I just read the book. Jason Voorhees hosting that show. Hopefully he doesn't, uh, he doesn't fall under the COVID spell. Um, Everybody, thanks for coming out. We'll be back next Sunday, hopefully. Uh, I'll be in Philly on Saturday, getting uh, getting one, turning one over. So we'll see what happens. Down with the on. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next Sunday. And uh, cheers.